Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus. Resurrected Jesus, we enthrone your majesty over our lives and over this gathering. So let the power and the blood of Jesus avail for us as we gather tonight. Let the blood of Jesus be upon us as a mark of divine approval to repel evil and attract blessings. In Jesus' name, we receive the help of the Holy Spirit tonight. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, at whose name every knee in heaven on earth and under the earth should bow. So, therefore, I decree that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, this gathering of tonight is blessed. You are blessed. You receive that say yes. So, there will be quickening of the Holy Spirit to impact the miracles and glorify Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And everybody says, you glad to be here tonight? Say yes. You're here because resurrected Jesus is above all. Say amen. Remember the Bible says, see that coming from above is above all. Somebody say, resurrected Jesus is above all. Resurrected Jesus is above all in my life. Resurrected Jesus is above all in my home. Resurrected Jesus is above all in my going out and in my coming in. Resurrected Jesus is above all in this gathering. You receive and believe that, say yes. A resounding yes, somebody. So you're welcome to the Joseph generation. You've been blessed by this maiden, say yes. And you shall gloriously be blessed, shout hallelujah. Genesis chapter 37, as we read verses 34 and 35. We remain standing to honor the word of the Lord. As we read together, Genesis chapter 37, verses 34 and 35. Look up and read and shout it loud. And Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, For I will go down into the grave unto my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Let's focus on that verse 34. As we proclaim it out loud together. And Joseph rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son, his son Joseph, for many days. This was Joseph, uh, Jacob's reaction when he had, when his brothers reported that Joseph was no more. Based on this, the title of today's prophetic message is Freedom from Generational Mourning. Say that with me. Freedom from Generational Mourning. The spirit of mourning, lamentation, wailing, and weeping is be bound and cast out of your life. Out of this gathering. Rejoicing is released. In Jesus' name, joyfully be seated. What is the title of today's prophetic message? Freedom from generational mourning. You see, there are many ways people mourn based on the ancient tradition. Sometimes they just tear up their clothes and put on the sackcloth.
Sometimes they just carry the doors and release it into the air and put the doors upon themselves. So there were many ways by which people engage in money. But yet, another way of deep mourning in the ancient days, that was all that Jacob demonstrated. When Joseph's brother came with the report, a torn dress soaked in blood and showed him whose clothes was there. And to the conclusion of Jacob, when he saw it, oh, assuming his son was dead, he Jacob tore his dress and the sackcloth he now tied on his waist and they comforted him but he refused to be comforted in grieving in the ancient times people understood what that meant so don't just read it and say it tore his dress and it, it had deep, deep meanings. And there are a lot of implications of this to us relevant to our lives today. I speak against the spirit of money, bind it and cast it out of your life. Somebody say, by the blood of Jesus, I reject money. I break covenant with money. I cast it out of my life. In the name of Jesus, resurrected Jesus, thank you for turning morning to joy for me. Say, spirit of rejoicing is my portion, and I shall live to rejoice all the days of my life. You received that, say yes. What was the implication of what Joseph and Jacob did? He tore his garment and he the rags, as you could call it, the sackcloth, the tongue garment, and tied it on his waist. The implication was, I'm not suffering this alone. As long as you came out of my loins, out of my loins, I'm not going to suffer this alone. It was the sackcloth was enough symbol of mourning. And now tying it to his waist is an indication that my generation will suffer for this. You are all tied down to this grief. Nobody will escape. No wonder until they reconcile with Joseph, their destiny was hanging on that. They couldn't go further without Joseph being involved. They couldn't escape the, the famine. Or they couldn't come to their level of expectations until Joseph will have a say in their life. Why? They, tie, they have been tied to, into that morning. So all that Jacob did was, I'm not going to grieve this alone. My entire generation will suffer for this. And the reaction of the brothers will have said, Daddy, why? He's your son. So what happened? They all rose up to comfort him. 
but he refused to be comforted. It's like, I have tied you to this. If Jacob is gone, we are all going down together. And what did he say further in that verse 35? He said, if we go die unto the grave, unto this. From what happened, he said, as he refused to be comforted, he said, for I will go down into the grave unto my son mourning. And he knew, I'm not going down alone. We are all going down together. Your life is tied down to this. That level of mourning is something very deep with spiritual consequences. Why? Because the loins is considered to be the seat of strength. Considered to be what? The seat of strength. The ancient people called the loins the powerhouse of the ancestors. Say that with me. The powerhouse of the ancestors. One more time. The powerhouse of the ancestors. No wonder when God reappeared to Jacob in Bethel. After he had when he was going, he consecrated the stone and said, God, if you can lead me, go and come back. And when he remembered that he had to he remembered his vow in Bethel. And when he got to Bethel, and God reappeared to him in that book of Genesis chapter 25, verse 11. The blessing of God upon Jacob was, kings shall come out of your loins. What was the blessing of God upon Jacob? Kings shall come out of your loins. Rulers shall come out of your loins. I need to ask you, what came out of the loins of your own ancestors? Were they able to produce kings or rulers? Or they were able to produce people that will suffer through affliction? That will be your portion. So loins was considered to be the powerhouse of the ancestors. It was considered to be the seat of strength. So for Jacob to wear a sackcloth and tie it to his loins, his brother knew that this father got us. We can't go far without Jacob, without Joseph. Nothing will happen until Joseph will have a say. And the father said, as I'm going down, with this implication that you are going down to. Checking the loins of your own ancestors. What has gone wrong with the loins of your ancestors? No wonder they eat what they have produced has caused the effect of what people are experiencing today. In the ancient time, people will put a lot of things on their loins. Even till today, they still do in some cultures. That's why you see some cultures, they, wait, they put, they put the, 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 a, a, a particular garment just to cover the loins. And that is not just any garment you put. They know how to tie the loin. And not just any garment. In, in some cultures, Asian culture, in African culture, some parts of Europe, what do they put there? They put, they use that story, knife is there. Sword is there. Any kind of charm, they put it along the lawns. Who have seen one before? Shout hallelujah. And each of these, they have their spiritual significances. 
Have you noticed some of these people, they, those old traders, they have this, like, a long cloth like this, they make in form of a bag. The money they put there, keys they put there, everything they put there, and where did they tie it in their lungs? So if you say, hey, could you, hey, can I have a $20 change? What do they do? They will put off their blouse, untie the, the, the rope, as you call it, and then they will do, change the cup. And they will sort out the keys, sort out every other thing there, and give you your change, and put your money where, and tie it back. How many have seen one before? Ah. You can call it waistband, or call it whatever. Uh, they call it what? Aha. Uh -huh. So, Lois has been in and out of tradition, and it has a lot of implications. So, all that Joseph was doing is that the wealth of the family is tied down to this one, money. The progress of this family is tied down to this one, money. The key of this one, of this family, is tied down to this one, money. No wonder his children began to comfort him. A part of the comfort will have been father untie this one. So that the rest of the children too can be free. You cannot lose Joseph and we all suffer for it. You brought me a bad news, you are not going free. I tie you to this waist. I tie you to this grief, and we mourn together. If you check many people's bloodline, when the enemy wants to really in, get into the bloodline, there's something about the loss. If you check the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse number, verse number 10, what says the, the scriptures in Hebrews chapter 7? This was talking of the encounter of Abraham with Melchizedek. Look up and read what says the scripture. For he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Talking about the Levites. The Levites, they were the great grandchildren of Abraham. So, the Bible was talking about the Levites paying their tithe why yet unborn, unborn child. See, he was yet in the loins of his great-grandfather. When Abraham met with Melchizedek and was given an offering, it was not the man standing. The children in his loins were also
tied them to his loins. What was he saying? We are grieving together. We are going down together. Until my son is recovered. Until Joseph is recovered. And truly, nobody will succeed single-handedly until they reconcile back to Joseph. Why? Because they've been tied down to the loins. Who stood in God for your own bloodline? to hand you over to wicked forces that gave those wicked forces the authority to oppress and to afflict. May the hand of the Lord give you victory over this matter. Remember at the Passover, after multiple years of suffering and slavery, in Exodus chapter 12, verse 11, when the very night, God said, this will be the very end of your slavery and affliction. By this time tomorrow, you are getting out of this place. By the waking of the morning. And God gave the ordinances by which the Passover must be eaten. And what says the scripture read? And thus shall you eat it with your loins guarded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And ye shall eat, in, eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. So the Lord wanted to set the people free. Remember, generations upon generations were slaves in Egypt. Some were born into it. They had their children in, in captivity. Their children also had their further children in captivity. And God said, I've seen the chains of captivity from generation to generation. I'm not going to only set you out, but I want to establish a freedom unto generations unborn. The first instruction in partaking of the Passover, the Lord said, Guard your lungs. Time. Something on your lungs as you eat. First instruction. What was God saying? This is the feast of Passover. Affliction will pass over you, but not only you. You are standing in for your generation unborn. Tie it to your waist. Tie it to your lungs. So that this freedom, your children and children, children yet unborn. We partake of it. God wanted to establish a freedom that in as much you were born in captivity, your children in captivity also had several, several children, others born in captivity. I also can reverse the evil process so that the freedom, the victory I will give you, your children will partake of the victory. Children unborn will partake of the victory. If the enemy becomes so wicked to bring the whole family line into captivity. I can bring another family line into victory and the victory will keep repeating. So God said, all you need to do, tie it to your lungs before you eat the Passover. So the Lord is saying, the, as, long, as much as they could suffer you in your generation in captivity, I can make you to experience generational victories. Who is country that generational victory here? So, the freedom was like, you are tasting the freedom. You are walking out of this captivity, but not only you, even your children unborn. So, God has a way of connecting to that loins that if captivity, there must be broken. Affliction must be broken. And if you are free, you must be free indeed. Somebody shout, hallelujah. Somebody shout, hallelujah. No wonder the Asian people call the loins the powerhouse of their ancestors. No wonder they call it the seat of strength. 
that is unconscious till today, they wear the loins just to cover their front. And what were they establishing? It's a way of a covering of the children yet unborn. But most of those traditions that put tight things upon their loins to cover the front, it was an evil covering. So the child, innocent child, will just be born into a strange covering. We'll have to wrestle. We have to fight to break it off, to enter into a freshness. May the Lord revisit your generation online and give you victory. You believe that she said, Amen. No wonder if you can begin to look into this, the implication of these many cultures of dying of loins and putting weapons there. Meaning, the weapon was destined for the entire bloodline. So that there will always be a stirring up of battle. And meaning, when battle comes, you have a weapon to fight. So there's a weapon that's been designed for the entire family line. And you don't just carry the weapon for nothing. The carrying of the weapon will now begin to stir up warfare. No wonder somebody will say, why is it that in this family we go through this particular crisis? People go through marital crisis. People go through financial crisis. People come out of one sickness to another. They're wondering why. Because a weapon has been designed that I'm set upon the loins for the generations to come. And as they come, they pick up the weapon to fight. May the hand of the Lord establish you in victory. In the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know what kind of weapon that has been programmed into your own family line. It's time to give up on the programming of such weapons. So that you come before the Lord Jesus who has gone before us to fight the battle. Because the battle is the Lord. The, old, the connection of those weapons to the loins was like a, any seed that come out of this loin is born to fight. So it's not just a defensive weapon for the carrier. It's also a weapon assigned to the bloodline. I don't know what kind of weapon has been put in your own bloodline that you have to live to fight. You have to live to be accepted. You have to live to get, to get something, anything you need. You fight for it to get it. Resurrected Jesus is fighting that battle. The Lord says the battle is the Lord's. And he's fighting that battle right now. I have given off the weapon that my ancestors have programmed into my life because I don't need to fight that battle anymore. Resurrected Jesus has fought the battle for me. You believe that? Say yes. I've encountered many great deliverances in the life of people when the Lord began to speak concerning their loins. Somebody came and said, I come from a family married though will not work, no matter how We have prayed several times, but at one point the Lord just said, there was, you know, the use of beads. I mean, I've seen one. What did they, where did they put it? Uh-huh. Well, when they put it, they found. Shout hallelujah. As we are praying, the Lord, I just saw that the beads that was given to the grandmother was already soaked in some occultic before they gave it to her to be using. I 
was a single lady before she got married. And because that beads have been soaked in some demonic concussions, the moment she puts it on, the bloodline has been enslaving to it. And I said, we need to pray. He said, hey, by the time I share it, he said, yes, my grand, my great-grandmother had it. I didn't live to know her, but my grandmother always showed me, she said, this is very special. Don't worry, you will inherit it. He said, I didn't inherit it because I was not around when my grandmother died. And uh, an auntie came and took it. I had to be fighting and fighting. Say, I must collect the beads. I must collect. I, I said, you don't collect. He said, no. I said, thank God you didn't collect that. That's why you're in little trouble. If you have collected it. He said, I remember that beads. He said, and my auntie was saying, I can buy you ten kinds of beads, but this is special. Whether you inherited it or not, your grandmother has named you after that beat. So you don't have to even have it. You have been named after. So there's a connection. Ah. And she began to reverse the process. Already our children who were going through their marital trouble. That was how the Lord broke out through. I don't know what's been programmed into the loins of your own family. I see divine intervention taking place. In the mighty name of Jesus, you receive that victory. Shout hallelujah. I was praying for another, I was praying for a couple. If, to, if you say fight, there's no week that goes their own fight. And they will settle it another huge fight. Another huge fight. We have prayed and prayed and prayed until one day the Lord opened my heart. I said, what happened during your traditional engagement? I said, a lot of things. It was big, huge. Society, every duty. I said, it was indeed every duty. What did God open my heart? You know, many, maybe some of you are used to this kind of tradition. They will take a, 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 a cloth, a, a long one, they will tie it on the bride. And they will call the mother-in-law and tie the same on her. So both of them in the same clothes, the bride is tied, and then the mother-in-law too tied together. How many have seen one before? Shout hallelujah. Ah, I see, I see somebody tying you to your mother-in-law. Ah, he said, ah, that was fun, you know. So she was just going like this. I was just going, I said, no fun, sister. What was the mother? What I said by I understand that your tradition. He said, What does it mean? All that the mother in law was saying that all that I passed through in marriage, follow, follow, follow. I said, Your mother in law too was fighting your father. In-law. I said, They fight. I said, You inherited that too. This one happened to her. I said, Yes. He said, Before I, I was so athletic, I can do things. He said, But I'm noticing something in my knees. I said, does she have any problem too? I said, it's part of what man can pass over. So there was a man too that tied you, that caused a flow. I said, what a wicked tradition. You must renounce it. These are ones you can recall. 
But there is something. Thank God, Abraham. While the children yet unborn, he offered the sacrifice. It was a right one. What did they offer in your own family life that affected your life? Somebody say, I received divine intervention. Why is the Lord saying this must be revisited, revisited tonight? And this causes all across cultures because it is the powerhouse of your ancestors. When the Lord will step into it, there will be a great freedom in the house. First Kings chapter 18, verse 46. First Kings 18, 46. What happened at this point? Elijah, after he had declared there shall be abundance of rain, and the cloud gathered, it was about to rain, and there was need to journey to Jezreel. Look up and read. And the hand of the Lord was upon Elijah, and he gathered up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. He ran before the king unto entrance of Jezreel. Somebody shout hallelujah. Can somebody give a significant glorious hallelujah? He ran ahead of the king. The king had a royal chariot. Elijah ran on foot and he, he ran ahead of the king. The king left him behind, but with his feet. When he was ready for his own race, he took his mantle. He took his garment and he tied and wound his loins. And he was ready for the race. And the hand of the Lord was upon him. The moment he tied on the loins, the Lord's hand was upon him. He ran, he passed the man that had gone ahead of him. When the Lord revisit your loins, you will run ahead of kings. Oh Lord, help us. You will run ahead of kings because that is your generational powerhouse. And it is the device of the enemy if he wants to waste a whole family line, he attack your loins. I've seen many people that would have made significant, glorious progress in life, but they have been tied down to an altar. It doesn't matter where they are where they go, what they do. They don't go far. They have tied them down. May the hand of the Lord cut off anything that tie you to any altar and free your loins to run the race. Elijah ran ahead of kings. Kings will be looking for you and searching out, and they will always be behind. Rulers will come behind because you will always be ahead. The Lord said, Jacob, you are inheriting Abrahamic covenant. And so, I decree, kings shall come out of your loins. What came out of the loins of your own family? May the hand of the Lord revisit that. In the mighty name of Jesus. No wonder, listen. If the enemy wants to waste a life, he targets your loins. Meaning, this battle is not only for you. Anything that comes out of you will taste of this trouble. In the book of Daniel, chapter 5, verses 5 and 6, when the king, Belshazzar, he took a step that was ab an abomination. 
He said, bring me the choice vessels of the house of the Lord that were taken from Jerusalem. And the vessels that have been, been consecrated and set apart for the Lord. And as he began to use that, the hand of the Lord was against him. The Bible says the finger of God appeared. When the finger of God began to put an handwriting on the wall, what was the significant effect? Read through. In the same hour came the fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against this candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace, and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. And what was the effect? The king, then the king's countenance was changed, and his thoughts troubled him, so that the joints of his loins were roots, and his knees smote one against another. The joints of his loins were loose. The moment the finger of God showed up to weaken the strength of the king, it attacked his loins. You see, you have stepped beyond your bounds, and the target was the loins. The roots, the joints of his loins. From that moment, he has lost authority over the people of God. Why? The loins was the target. What is the spirit of God saying? What is it that has been programmed into your home family life to afflict? The wicked one might have targeted the loins where you came out from. The loins where you came out from, has it been bewitched, afflicted, or cursed? May the hand of the Lord disconnect you from that bondage. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jacob, he tore his garment and he tied it upon his loins. And it's like, do we go far without Joseph? Seek Holy Spirit. Revisit my generational loins and break me free from their evil dedication. Oh, if I were you, I would pray it really well. Precious Holy Spirit, revisit my generational loins. Disconnect me from their evil dedication. In the name of Jesus, you better pray. This night is no joke. Let the power of the Holy Spirit revisit my generational loins. Father's side and mother's side. Disconnect me from their evil dedication. In the mighty name of Jesus, somebody better lift up your voice. If I were you, tonight is my night. Lagarita Lagoske. Precious Holy Spirit, revisit my generational line. Set me free from the bondages of these loins. In Jesus' name we pray. He said, the finger of God, when the finger of God showed up, he said, the joints of the loins were loose. You better break free from any satanic loin they tie you down to from your generational ancestors. Are you ready right now? What the Bible says, say, say this, it is written, louder somebody, double the aggression somebody, it is written, the joints of his loins were loose, therefore, O finger of God, strike down these loins that tie me down, tie, strike it down, <laughs> Let the finger of God strike down these loins that tie me down in bondage. 
Let the finger of God strike down these loins that tie me down in bondage. In the name of Jesus, I decree the finger of God tie down these loins that tie me down in bondage. In the name of Jesus, somebody better pray. Amen. Listen, this is no joke. From the moment Jacob tore his dress and tied to his loins, 22 years passed until they reconciled again with Joseph. None of them will say, I made it of my own. It was Joseph that fed them. He gave them where to live. He gave them this. Some of them will have had things to recall. I tried this. I tried that. It was as though it was working. It failed. I attempted this. I thought I was going far. Something pulled me down. Why? Because they are already tied down to the lungs. See, you are going nowhere. You will feel you are running. You are making it. You are advancing. As long as the loins under attack, boom, they can remote controlling pull you back. Somebody say, God forbid. After 22 years, it was still the same Joseph that settled them well in life. Which loin have been bewitched to be a point of remote controlling your life? You better wake up tonight. This is no joke. You will lift up your voice. When the finger of God struck the loins, it got loose. The joints were broken. May the finger of God revisit any loins that have been remote controlling your life, tying you down to the point you feel you are advancing. May the hand of the Lord revisit. Before Elijah could run ahead of the kings, he took up the the garment and tied it upon the lungs. He said, Lord, I'm ready for my own journey. The king has gone ahead of me with his chariots. I have no chariot. I have nothing to show. But Lord, we are going on the same journey. We are all going to Jezreel. I have nothing. But Lord, my my loins are guarded. And the hand of the Lord made it. When the Lord laid his hand on him, the hand of the Lord made him run ahead of the king. You can run ahead in where you thought you are behind. When the Lord begins to break you loose from any noise that is remote controlling your life, you better therefore lift up your voice tonight. It's no joke. Say, let the finger of God. Hey, Yakabaroskari. Say, it is written. It is written. So that the joints of his loins were loose. Therefore, let the finger of God strike down any loin that tie me down in bondage. Let the finger of God strike down any loin that tie me down in bondage. Hey, let the finger of God strike it down. Strike it down. Hey, somebody must arise. Somebody must advance. Let the loins be broken. The finger of God Revisit those loins. Any loin that tie me down to bondage. Finger of Jehovah. Strike it down. Strike it down. Strike it down. Strike it down. In the name of Jesus. I decree the finger of the Holy One of Israel. Strike down any loin that tie me down to bondage. Finger of Jehovah. Strike down any loin that tie me down to bondage. Just break it. Tie. Break it. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Listen, for 22 years, the mom, as long as the father tied them there, nobody's achieving anything. You therefore lift up your voice. And listen, these were people that had great prophetic mantle upon their life. They couldn't go far because they have tied them to mourn. Meaning there will always be occasion to mourn. When the few things are going, it won't go well. If they will go down, you better break loose from any noise they tie you down to. Say, by the authority in the name of Jesus, any covenant that tie me down to any line, by the blood of Jesus, I reject, I renounce, I disconnect, I break loose, I break free. In the name of Jesus, any covenant that tie me down to any line, reject, renounce, break loose, break free, disconnect. In the name of Jesus, hey, karatagadege ligaris. Any covenant, any dedication that tie me down to any line by the authority in the name of Jesus, I reject, I renounce, I disconnect, I break loose, I break free. Yes, in the name of Jesus, from any line that tie me down to bondage, I reject it, I break the covenant. I reject it in the name of Jesus. 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 Just sakajakade. Jan graskade. Sakataya de gelengra. Chalagaranaga. Yes, loose. Loose. Disconnect. Loose. Loose. Disconnect. Loose. 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 Aha. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, say it is written, so that the joints of his loins were loose. Finger of Jehovah, arise, strike these loins that has held me down to bondage. Strike it, strike it, strike it, strike it down, strike it down. Let the finger of God strike these loins that has held me down to bondage. In the name of Jesus, Mashaka Daga Lega Rasadia, Megege Gruscobo, Mekedi, Medre Daba, Moscobo, Maskedebo, Aha, Hey, Masigedege Lega Rasada Baba, Hey, Amen. Listen, if the loins is considered as the seat of strength, is considered as the powerhouse of your ancestors. Who is controlling it? You better ask Jesus to take charge of the loins of your own family. Where I came from, you better ask Jesus to take charge. Otherwise, no wonder they can mess up your mind. They can twist things around. Things unexpected will just happen. Why? Who is controlling the powerhouse of your own ancestors? You better therefore lift up your voice and decree. Say, resurrected Jesus, arrest the loins of my family line and glorify your name. Resurrected Jesus, arrest the loins of my family line and glorify your name. Let the hand of Jehovah arrest the loins of my family line. Amen. Look at Elijah. He was to embark on a race. The kings with his chariots has gone. He didn't have any chariots. He didn't complain. He's like, Lord, I've got a race to run. I have my own journey of life. I don't know any means by which I can make it. But as he tied the, the, his robe upon his loins, 
and Lord, I'm set for my own race. And the hand of the Lord was upon him. The hand of the Lord made a difference for Elijah. That hand of the Lord will make a difference for you. The hand of the Lord make a difference for Abraham as he handed the offering to Melchizedek. This generation was blessed. And the Lord looked unto Jacob. He said, kings will come out of your loins. Who is controlling the loins of your own family? You better put Jesus to control it. If the wicked ones are controlling the loins of your family, there is danger ahead. Lift up your voice say, resurrected Jesus. Arrest the loins of my family and glorify your name. Magnify your name. Ah, let the hand of Jehovah arrest the loins of my family and glorify your name. The loins of my family line. Yes, under divine arrest. Under divine arrest. Under divine arrest. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. What are the weapons they put in the loins? What are the charms or the keys they put in the loins? It is now command your own loins. Be free from that networking. Put your right hand right on your loins, on the waist. And you, have, you rub it around your waist. And you are going to command Holy Ghost fire. You want to charge your own loins with the Holy Ghost fire. So that it will not be subject to bewitchment. Say, Holy Ghost fire. Say, I charge my loins with the fire of the Holy Ghost. I charge my loins with the fire. Uh-huh. Rub it all over. Rub it all over. Charge it. I charge my loins with the fire of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, let the fire of the Lord begin to break upon your loins. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost begin to break upon my loins. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost begin to break upon your loins. In the name of Jesus. Charge your loins with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Charge your loins. With the fire of the Holy Ghost, charge it with fire. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. You're going to sing this song and we sing it with the whole of your heart. Our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a of Nazareth, I challenge my loins with the fire of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, challenge it, challenge it, challenge it, challenge it. 
I challenge my loins with the fire of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, challenge with the Holy Ghost. Fire. Challenge you with the Holy Ghost. Fire. Challenge you with the Holy Ghost. Fire. In the name of Jesus, Makajakada, there's the fire of the Holy Ghost. It's upon your loins. 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 In the name of Jesus, just yes, yes, somebody lift up your voice and decree. Mesaka de Gelegaraski. Mesaka de Gelegarosokodabaria. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Can we go a little deeper? If you look at the loins, once it is guided, it gives freedom to walk, to run, or to fight. Somebody say, freedom to run. Freedom to walk. Freedom to fight. Even in the modern day, thank God for technology, you know, when you put that bag, Maybe an electrician wants to walk in the high pole. The whole thing is all around the waist. And everything he needs up there is right there. Is that not so? So he doesn't have to be saying, Hey, you, you telling the apprentice, hey, throw the hammer, throw the, hey, throw the screwdriver. What happened? Everything is right there. From the exalted height, he can walk. Why? Because the waist, the loins was where he fit. A lot of people want to go high in life. But once the enemy attack the loins, they see that they seem to be advancing, but they are lacking in certain things. They will still have to go back and pick it up. If the loins is not well equipped, may the Lord fortify your loins with everything you need. In the mighty name of Jesus. It shows from the fortified loins, it's an indication ready to fight. Someone say ready to fight. Shout hallelujah. How many have seen in some tradition? If somebody is desperately mad with you, you will just remove the head here and do what? Shine. How many have seen one before? If you see a woman remove head and tie it upon the nose, you better run. Even if it's so tiny, don't underrate her. What was she say? By the time she tied me, I will fight you with all my ancestral forces. No wonder they get extremely mad. Ten men cannot hold them. When you hold them, they keep through. They off again. The man is in trouble. What gave the unusual strength the moment they tied on that their waist? I'm fighting you with all my ancestral forces. That's why I say, Lord, the Lord, it is not only the blow that He will give you or you will give. The forces will keep pursuing that person even after. Shout hallelujah. So, I don't know what kind of fight your ancestors are involved in that the forces is still pursuing their blood. the hand of the Lord arise and give you victory in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know what kind of battle your ancestors have been involved in that the effect is still working on till today. I was ministering to a man. This man, he, he has the contact that 
So it, 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 the connection was there, but it wasn't working. And when you see somebody is poor, this man is fully connected. But when people look at him, you see, because of the connect, people he's connected with, you feel he's a rich man. But if he opens up to you, he's deeply So it came, and it was, it was sharing his story. I said, before you, you know, I know there is a covenant of poverty you need to break. You see, we all know. I said, but you are poor. As we began to pray, the Holy Spirit opened my hands. His grandfather, during this court group, you know, some of these court groups, the missing or whatever thing, they give them the waistband. Is that not so? The effect of the initiation, it was not only for that one person. The, the moment they put on the waistband, they have tied down their generation. I say, your father was into chemist, your grandfather was into chemist, they say, ah, it's tough, yeah, he loved it, and he came. I say, that is waistband, it's your trouble. Say, how come? And he said, there's a special place, he hangs it in the house. I say, so that for you people to see, this is the altar by which you are tied down to. I say, what does that mean? I say, you don't have to understand it, but you better pray. And he began to pray on every step of this to disconnect himself from that. And I say, from first degree to second degree to that, to third degree or whatever his degree was, disconnect yourself from every level of multiple initiations and dedication. And the Lord, it was not one day thing, and the Holy Spirit began to work upon him. And the Holy Spirit, the connection that 